0: This is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true and living God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Get to know more of God's word and wisdom for your life as you listen to Pastor Elliot Lante. Now, here's today's message.
1: Hallelujah, hallelujah. Welcome somebody, welcome somebody. Tell somebody you're welcome. Good to be with you. Amen. Type somebody's name. We are glad to have the choir with us, um, singing and lifting us before the Father. Thank you, Daniel and the crew. We have Mavis here with us today, Janet with us, so lovely. Um, God bless you. Today we'll be having um, our own brother speaking to us. Wow, I'm so eager to hear from him, to be refreshed by the word of the Lord and by the prayers. Amen. Hallelujah. So, we are so blessed. so blessed. So, I want you to tighten your belts, get your notes, get your Bibles with you, and let's listen to what the Lord has to say. Let's welcome my brother, Kusi. Put your hands together for him. Put your hands together for them. Amen. you.
2: Hallelujah. Wow. Wow. What a privilege. What a privilege. Um, I'm so, I don't know. <laughs> I think this is the first time I'm doing something like this, so um, I pray for the grace of the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, Shall we pray? Father, we just want to thank you. We thank you for your grace upon our lives. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your love. We thank you for every single thing that you've been doing in our lives. Father, we don't take them for granted in the name of the Lord Jesus. And we want to pray, even as we are about to listen to your word, we pray that you would minister to each and every one of us. Father, may you speak your word into every situation that we find ourselves in. We pray that you minister to the person that is about to give up the person that needs guidance, wisdom. Father, may your word come unto that person in the name of the Lord Jesus. We pray that as you said in your word, that is not your word like fire. We pray that may your word come as fire and burn every obstacle in our lives. Burn everything that is blocking us from progressing. Father, you said it's not your word like hammer breaking the rock into pieces. Father, today, may your word break every rock into pieces. In the name of the Lord Jesus. We pray that may we be nourished. May we be blessed. May we not be the same again. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Wow. 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 What a privilege. What a privilege. We Thank um, Pastor Elliot and the Lamte family. They've been so much of a blessing to us. We've been receiving from them each and every Sunday. And I came here, I saw a whole team with him, and we are very glad that God has been using you to bless us all this time. And we don't take it for granted. May the Lord continually bless the Lamte family. And um, all the people that are also contributing and working for the advancement of the kingdom of the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay, so we've been talking about the Philippians. Pastor Lamte has been teaching us uh, Philippians chapter 1. We learned um, that we are partners and partakers. Of the kingdom of God and last week we learned from verse 9 to verse 11 and Paul was praying that our love may abound may increase in knowledge and in, in understanding or depth of insight and we also learned about wisdom the different kinds of wisdom And we dwelt on the spiritual wisdom. We've been so much blessed. My group and I, we've been learning a lot. And we learned a lot this past week from from the scriptures. And um, Paul wrote this letter to the Philippians, as we know. And from the verse 1 to verse 11, you can see that Paul was praying. He was ministering to the church in Philippi. But from the verse 12 coming, Paul switches, and now he's going to talk about himself. Hallelujah. So we're going to read from the verse 12 until the verse 20. So if you are here, you can open your, if you have your Bibles with you, you can open from the verse 12 until the verse 20. So I'm reading from the. New King James Version. The Bible reads But I want you to know, brethren, that the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel, so that it has become evident to the whole palace guard and to all the rest that my chains are in Christ. Verse 14. And most of the brethren in the Lord, having become confident by my chains, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Some indeed preach Christ, even from envy and strife, and some also from goodwill. The former preach Christ from selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing to add affliction to my chains. 17. 17. But the latter out of love, knowing that I am appointed for the defense of the gospel. Verse 18. What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached. And in this I rejoice. Yes, and will rejoice. Verse 19. For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer. And the supply of the spirit of Jesus Christ. Verse 20. According to my earnest expectation. And hope. That in nothing. shall I shall be ashamed. But with all boldness as always. So now also Christ will be magnified. In my body. Whether by life. Or by death. This is the word of the Lord. So. Paul switches from prayer and now he becomes personal with a church in Philippi wow and he starts by saying you guys I want you to know something and the word know over there is the same word that the bible used for sexual intercourse Uh, that you get acquainted is ginosko understand intimately know, understand I want you to catch a glimpse of what is happening I want you to know behind the scenes the things that are happening Paul said you guys I want you to know what is happening with me and he continues because you see one of the things you have to know is that Paul is a minister of God. God has used him to perform so many miracles. And even when he started the church with the Philippians, we saw that he was put in prison. And they prayed. Paul and Silas, we read. The last time Pastor Lampton taught us, we read in Acts chapter 16. They prayed a prayer at midnight. They sang songs of praise. And there was an earthquake. Wow. And they were released to the shock of the God. He wanted to even kill himself. What a miracle. This same Paul finds himself in bonds, in chains. So the people are wondering, they might be asking questions. How come this person that has been used by God, how come he finds himself in jail? How? They'll be asking questions. And people might even give up on this gospel. You said God is able to deliver. You said God is powerful. He was even able to raise Jesus from the dead. Ah, we don't think we can continue with this work. The person we are looking up to look in jail, what about us? What can we do? So, people might be wondering. So, Paul wanted to address them that, hey, there are things happening behind the scenes that you are not seeing. So, he wants you to know, he wants you to understand. What is happening? So, Paul wants them to know the goodness of God. I missed this trial. And he will keep stressing on that. And you see, when I read this, I was so amazed. I was so happy. I couldn't stop reading. I couldn't stop. My roommate was there. My books are all over. And I'm just, I'm so happy. I can't stop. Wow. Wow. And Paul continues to say, But I want you to know, brethren, that the things which happened to me... You see, everyone knows Paul is in prison. I'll get to that. We'll get to know. I pray that I'll be able to be quick and then we go. He's in prison. Everyone knows. He himself, he knows. But he doesn't talk about the prison. He says, the things that happened to me. (laughs) The things that happened to me. He doesn't even want to mention... Uh, because there there, there are things that happen to you, but the main thing is the prison, that he is in prison. He doesn't even want to mention it, because that's not his focus. And Paul was in prison for nothing, no no wrong done. Uh, If you read Acts chapter 21, we we see that he was accused that he had brought a Gentile to the temple. You can read... Acts chapter 21, read there until the 28th, you understand the whole story. But he was determined to go to Jerusalem. He went to Jerusalem. He met with um, James and Peter and John and all the others. And there were rumors going around that he was teaching that the Jews shouldn't obey the law of Moses. So James told him, hey, you, got, you know this, you have to prove to them that you are not against the law of Moses. So they asked him to go with some Nazarites to go and perform some rites in the temple. So there were some people who saw him while he was in Asia Minor. And he was with some Gentiles. So they thought that he had brought some Gentiles into the temple, which was an abomination, the inner court. So whilst they saw him performing his rites, and they claimed that, hey, this guy has brought a Gentile. This guy is against our law, against our teachings. So there was a riot. And they even wanted to kill him. But to the mercy of God, a soldier came, a Roman soldier came to deliver him. And he, was, he went to the Sanhedrin. They were accusing him. And there was no witness. Nobody could come and accuse and say, I saw Paul with a Gentile in the temple. But he had a lot of people who hated him. And he was taken to prison, to Caesarea for two years. Then later on, he was taken to Rome. And he stayed there for two years. It's a very beautiful story you can read um, from Acts chapter 21 going. So, Paul had not done anything wrong. He has been put in prison. People are wondering, what is wrong with our man of God? And Paul wants them to know what is really happening behind the scenes. So he continues to say, that, that the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the federation of the gospel. They have turned out. They have turned out for the federation of the gospel. So Paul lists the advantages. And the title of my message is, the advantage of disadvantage. Hallelujah. The advantage of disadvantage. So they thought Paul was disadvantaged. But Paul addresses all the advantages that had come out from this disadvantage. So the thing that really shocked me when I read the whole passage is that Paul consistently mentioned only good things. Only good things from the verse 12 going down. Only good things about his imprisonment. The only thing he mentioned that was not good is the fact that there were some people who were preaching with envy and strife. And they wanted to add pains to his, um, his chains. But even that, it was still advancing the gospel because they were preaching Christ. So you could see that Paul was just saying good things. Good things about this disadvantage. Good things about... About what is happening to him in prison. He could have talked about discomfort, loneliness. Even though he was put under house arrest. uh, With a soldier standing by him. And they were changing the soldiers over and over. But he didn't talk about all the disadvantages. He only talked about good things. I don't know what you are talking about in the situation you are going through. I don't know if you are seeing the goodness of God. In whatever you are going through, there was a time when Elisha and the king of Syria, the king of Syria was planning strategies to fight the king of Israel and the whole Israelites. But as they were discussing things in secret, Elisha will hear from the spirit and he will go and tell the king of Israel that, look, this is what they are planning. And by the time they realized their plan has been <laughs> uh, known by the enemy and it was not able to work out. So he did it over and over. And the king sat down and called all his guys and said, ha, Is there any among you who is giving the king of Israel the hint or our strategy? And the one servant said, No, it is this prophet Elisha. The things you say in your bedroom, he hears and he tells the king. So the king said, ah, who is this prophet? So he gathered all his army, and they went to Elisha. You can read it in 2 Kings chapter 6. Very beautiful story. And they got there, a whole big army. And Elisha could see only good things. An army about to defeat him, and the guy was confident. He could only see good things. But his servant, all that he was seeing was the bad, the disadvantage around him. And he said, Master, what are we going to do? Look at the, the army. And I'm sure Elisha laughed. He was like, you don't know what is happening. You don't know the goodness of God in this situation. You don't know. So Elisha had to pray that God would open his eyes. And he prayed and his eyes was opened. And he saw the army of God on horses. Far larger than the army of the enemy. And Elisha prayed that God should blind their eyes. And he led them to the king of Israel. <laughs> and the king said, Master, what should I do? And he said, you, you, <laughs> you've gotten an enemy free like that. You want to kill him? No. Give him food, food to eat. Serve him. And make him feel at home. So they served them and they were happy. And their eyes were open. They said, what? Where are we? (laughs) Uh, And they left and never came back again. I don't know what you are seeing. I pray God will open our eyes to see his goodness in the troubles we go through. Paul was only seeing good things. Somebody in chains. But he was seeing good things. He never spoke of any negativity. Hallelujah. And... He begins by telling them the advantages, the benefits, the goodness of God. And the first one, in the verse 12, we see it there. But I want you to know, brethren, that the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. Verse 13, so that it has become evident to the whole palace guard and to all the rest. That my chains are in Christ. Hallelujah. So I'm going to give you three lessons and then we'll go. At the same time, I'm showing you how the advantages of Paul can reflect in our lives. Or the lessons we can learn from um, the, the good things that God did in Paul's life in prison. Hallelujah. So the point number one is God's work in you still continues. God's work in you. Still continues. I don't know the disadvantage you are in. I don't know. And I don't want to mention that. A lot of us we are all going through different things. I'm going through a lot of things. And. One way or the other you are disadvantaged. According to the standards of this world. But I don't know how you are seeing things. God is still working. In the midst of your disadvantage. His plan and purpose for you still stands, it still continues. So Paul finding himself in prison, the very reason that they could block him from advancing the gospel, they could block him from preaching, but it turned around that this blockage has rather even helped for the same purpose he was in prison, to continue. They wanted, it to, they wanted to stop him from preaching the gospel. But putting him in prison didn't stop the gospel from being preached. Hallelujah. And he's saying, me being in prison advanced the gospel, progressed the gospel. The gospel continued to grow. Now, your disadvantage doesn't stop God from acting on your behalf. And it, does, it, it never means you are out of the will of God. And God is not wasting your time for allowing you to be disadvantaged one way or the other. Hallelujah. Now the verse 13 he's saying that so that it has become evident to the whole palace guard that oh, and to all the rest of and to all the rest that my chains are in Christ. So he's explaining how that his chains is still feathering the gospel, it's still advancing the gospel. And you have to know that when Paul was in prison, as I said earlier on, there were constant changes of guards. Within the day, there could be three or more guards that would come and stand by him because he was under house arrest. He was at a place, we call a praetorium. Now, in the olden days, it was the place where the commander in chief of the whole Roman army where he was residing, and normally was tents. Uh? You see, they, if you, watch, you had watched uh, some of these old movies before, you could see they were living in tents in the forest. Uh? So that place was the, the original meaning of praetorium, the palace. But later on, when they had governors of the Roman Empire, the place where they were residing became the praetorium. And then later on, it changed to become barracks. Just the place where the, the soldiers were residing. So Paul was put in the prison of the barracks. If you come to my hometown, I went, when I went to Ghana, I went to visit the fort. Uh, the British built a fort. Um, and I went to the prison, the place where they put our kin. Uh, they arrested him because he was resisting the colo- colonialism. And they put him in prison. And the prison was located on the barracks. Where the fort. Where they were, the commander-in-chief and all his soldiers were residing. There's a small prison there. Uh, that was where he was residing. And he have guards around him. And they would escort him to come out. Get fresh air. And then he would go back in. But he was always under constant um, guard. So it was the same with Paul. Now. Every soldier that came to Paul, what would the guy do? He preached. It was an opportunity. He preached the gospel to them. Two years. Every soldier that came, that the gospel could never have come to him, had the gospel from Paul. And you see, it was like the center of town. It's just like the palace of the king. Everything that is just like the White House. Everything that goes on there, the news people, they will capture. And the whole country will know what is going on. So, Paul's imprisonment was something very new. It had never happened before. The fact that somebody had been imprisoned because he was preaching Christ, it had never been done before in Rome. So, was in prison, the guards were coming, he will preach to them. They will go and they'll be talking. Ah, this is this, this guy preached about the gospel. There's somebody called Jesus Christ. And the gospel was going, it was turning around, and the whole city, to some extent, got to hear the gospel. Why? Because somebody had been imprisoned because he was preaching Christ. Who is Christ? They'll be asking. And the soldiers will be telling them, Christ is that. Christ's death. He came to save us. The gospel was progressing. Even though Paul was in prison, the gospel was progressing. And when I was reading history, I learned that the first time the gospel came to Britain was one of these soldiers who Paul preached to. And he went to UK and preached. Look at what had happened. Christ came to save us. And this Christ has come to save you. Even in prison, the gospel was advancing. Even in prison, the gospel was advancing. Now, the second thing you have to know That God was still working. Or God is working in you. Even in the midst of your disadvantage. We are still talking about Paul. It was during this time. He spent two years in Caesarea. He spent two years in Rome. Prison. During this time he wrote something we call the prison epistles. There are four. Prison epistles. Colossians. Philemon. Ephesians. Philippians. That is what we are reading now. Four epistles. Wow. In prison, he wrote the word of God that we are drawing from that. I am preaching from right now. It was from prison. And we are all benefiting from that. Hallelujah. And if you read Philippians 1.1 you read, I don't, I don't want us to go there, Ephesians 3.1, Colossians 4.3, Philemon 1.1. 1, 1. Paul tells you that he is in bondage for the gospel. A prisoner of Christ. Every time he's writing, those epistles he writes. That Paul, a prisoner of Christ. Uh, I'm in chains. But still, I wrote this gospel. Still, I contributed in advancing the gospel. Still, the gospel was progressing with me being in prison. And there was a a man called John Banyan. John Banyan, a lot of us know him. He wrote a story, Pilgrim's Progress. Now, there was a time where England separated from the Roman Empire. And they set up the Anglican church. And they made everything legal. That if you want to become a priest, you have to be a licensed Anglican priest before you can preach. But there was a movement that came about. We call them the Puritans. And the Puritans wanted to purify. That's what they named the Purify the Church of England. Because they were still copying some things from the Roman Catholic Church. So John Bunyan was part of the Puritans. And John Bunyan was in prison for 12 years, and he was released. He went out again to preach the gospel outside, and he was in prison again. And whilst in prison, he wrote The, Pilgrim, the Pilgrim's Progress. And that book, according to records, is the most read English-language novel In the world and it has been translated into over 200 languages it was written in 1677 but still when we read it you'll be shocked and people still love it there's a library in in bedfast england you go there i've not been there (laughs) you go there (laughs) and you would see his works all over whilst in prison he wrote the journey of a Christian. And it has still been a blessing even up to 2020. And that was the same with Paul. In prison, he wrote the epistles. Hallelujah. Now, Paul was still pastoring, praying, even whilst in prison. Huh? You read Ephesians, you could see that Paul praying for the church. Philippians, we just read. Huh? From the 1 to eleven, praying. Paul was still doing his pastoral ministry, even in prison. Wow. If you go to chapter 4, the Philippians, verse 2, he was even helping to bring people together, people who were at loggerheads. Paul wrote the letter, and he said, you guys should come together, Sintas and Iodia. I- I- come together. Huh? He was able to help Philemon to receive Onesimus. Huh? And imagine, it was in prison that he converted Onesimus in prison. People were still converting. And he wrote the letter Philemon to Philemon to receive Onesimus as a brother, not as a slave. Because he ran away from him. So Paul was still pastoring in prison. Imagine, in prison, he was still pastoring. COVID-19, people are all around, but you're still pastoring. Wow. You've been blocked from your people, but you can still reach out to them in prayer. You can reach out to them. You can still pastor. The gospel can still advance, even in the midst of this experience. And I want you to know, when you read Luke chapter 15, we are not reading scriptures, huh? But I want you to read it yourself. Verse 11 to 32. Uh, we read it the other time, but Salamity so preached uh, it. The prodigal son, we know the story. The devil thought he had gotten him. The devil thought, hey, I have this guy. This guy has been disadvantaged, he has left his father's house, he has been disadvantaged. But the devil didn't know that God was using that same disadvantage to bring him to the need of God so that he can come back as a better person. See his poverty of spirit, his hunger for God, his hunger for his father. That same disadvantage was used by God to make the prodigal son a lesson for us All of us to learn. The purpose of God for him didn't switch whilst he was still messing up. The purpose of God for the prodigal son still stood. He was the one who had to just shift and come back to his father. In the disadvantage, God was still working in him. God was still working in him. And out of his mess, God made him a better person. Hallelujah. Now let's read, this time around we'll read read, Romans chapter 8 verse 35 to 39 quickly. Romans chapter 8 verse 35 to 39. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Alright. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? No life, no angels, no principalities, no powers, no things present, no things to come, no height, no depth, no any other created thing can be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Even in your disadvantage, the love of God still stands. The love of God is still there for us. And there is nothing that can separate us from his love. There is nothing that can separate us from his purpose for us. There is nothing that can separate us from the plan he has for us. Nothing. Whether we cost it or the devil cost it or we contributed, I don't know how. But his love still stands. His purpose still stands. And his goodness will still be seen. His goodness will still be seen in the mess. I remember some time ago when my brother called me. And then he told me that my grandmother had passed away. And my grandmother was, I lived with her from age 12 to, till I came here. She taught me how to pray. She taught me how to do visitations. She started a church that we were all going to in a Presbyterian church in our locality. And she taught me how to pray for the family. I learned it from her. And when I learned it, every day I'll be praying for the family up till now. And I've never stopped. We will close from church. He would she would get together with the leaders of the church I was a very small boy he would put me inside, we would go around visiting the members who didn't come to church and they would ask them "Oh, how are you doing, how are things going and they would be so blessed that the pastor and the board members have come to visit them, they were so happy when I received the news because I wanted to meet with her for the last time I was very saddened, and it was the first time I had received the news of a very close person who had passed away, and it was a great shock for for days, and I was asking God a lot of things. So I remember when I went back home for the funeral, and we went to our church to thank them because they did all the funeral. And, you know, I remember while she used to pray for the family, there's this one uncle of mine who had just gone he had strayed away, living his own life. All of my grandmother's children, they are all following the Lord. Thanks be to the Lord. And all her grandchildren, we are all on fire for the Lord. Thanks be to the Lord. But this one, I remember she used to pray for him. Over and over. Now, he, had, he was just like the prodigal son. Uh, he used to smoke weed. He was one of the most intelligent. In fact, when I measure all of them, my uncles, I don't have auntie, my uncles, all of them, he was the most intelligent. He had opportunities. But the devil knew. So the devil sought after him and he messed up his life. Now, we went to the church, thanksgiving, we are thanking the Lord, and in the Presbyterian culture, what they do is that, because my grandmother was very influential in the church, they needed somebody to replace her. That's how they do things. Not to replace her to be a leader, but to, so that we remember her, we know this is somebody uh, we just reflect on our life. So, ah, they, they asked the question, and we're all, everyone was hiding. <laughs> and then, to our shock, this uncle rises up. He goes in the front, like I'm standing here, and says, I give my life to Christ. And I'm going to represent my, gran- uh, my mother. I'm going to live for the Lord. All that my, gra- my mother did, I would do it even better for the Lord. And I, when I went back home, I will go and pick him to church. And if I am late for one minute, he will call and say, Hey, where are you? <laughs> the guy is on fire for the Lord. Come and see. He has found a purpose for his life. If the death of my grandmother could bring this uncle of mine to the Lord wouldn't have believed to the disadvantage we were grieving, we are sorrowful but God had raised mm-hmm. another person the prayers we've been praying, she's been praying for years for this man to be saved, mm-hmm. she didn't know that her death would cause him to be saved number two I'll be left with the last one, and there we go. Number two, others are encouraged. Others are encouraged. By your disadvantage, others are encouraged. We can get it from the verse 14 to 17. Let's go Philippians chapter 1, verse 14 to 17. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm reading Philippians chapter 1, verse 14 to 17. We've already read it. And most of the brethren in the Lord, having become confident of my chains, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Some indeed preach Christ, even from envy and strife, and some also from goodwill. The former preach Christ from selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing to add affliction to my chains. But the latter, out of love. Knowing that I am appointed for the defense of the gospel. Hallelujah. Now, Paul was in prison. (laughs) And to our shock and to our amazement. Instead of people crying and being downhearted, depressed. Rather, it gave confidence, boldness to the other brothers, to the other Christians. They rose up and they went out to preach the gospel. When Paul was with them, they were shy. They were hiding. They couldn't preach the gospel. But when Paul was in prison, we don't know how. One way or the other, confidence, boldness, came to them and they went out to preach. They said, "Ah, devil, so you think that The worst that can happen to a preacher is prison. Ah, then we will be there. If that is the worst, we will be there. Paul was calm. Look at the letter he's writing. If you were there and you hear this, you'll be, something will jump in you. You'll go and preach. (laughs) Somebody in prison and look at the things he's saying. You'll be charged. So the guys, the brethren were charged, and they went out with boldness because the guy is in prison, but the Lord is using him. The guy is in prison, but he is a door, he's joyful. The guy is in prison, and God still is using him. The love of God is even increasing in his life. So the guys went out to pray. They went out to preach they went out to win souls they went out to tell the people even though this is happening but god is still good even though we are in this mess but god is still working but the enemies of paul eh, they didn't take this lightly because see paul was very influential uh, and his success was all over. Written all over. Among the Jewish Christians and among the Gentiles. They all knew Paul. But the Judaizers, the Jewish Christians, there were some of them who were envious of Paul. So while Paul was in prison, they said, Ah, this is the time for us to sign. Paul is no more there. <laughs> Let me take his place. <laughs>
3: So they rose up, they gathered together, and they say, no more Paul, we will sign.
2: <laughs> and today, people are preaching out of selfish ambition. Yeah? People want to have, I um, mean, they have this competitive spirit, so they want to be where others have strived to be. But you see, <laughs> the funny thing is that they were preaching out of competition, but they didn't know. That they were preaching Christ. And for that matter, people were being saved. And the very purpose of Paul to preach the gospel was still in movement. The gospel was still being preached. So you see, your enemy can be working for you without knowing. You see, you have somebody and he's pushing you. He's always saying, "Ah, What you're doing is not good. And you do something good. And it was, Oh, this is not to my satisfaction. Do more. And you're angry. Why? this person worry me? But you don't know he's pushing you to your purpose. He's pushing you to the plan of God for your life. If, if the, the, the brothers of Joseph knew, had known that sending him, selling him, sending him to Egypt, selling him as a slave was going to turn him to become the prime minister. They would never have done that. I'm telling you, (laughs) they would never have done that. If you have some people in your life and they are a thorn in the flesh, be grateful for them. Be grateful for them. Uh, If you have a challenge in your life, you've prayed, prayed, uh, uh, it's still there, be thankful. That is why Paul said, In my weakness, what the grace abounds, the grace of the Lord abounds. Uh? Everything that is happening, all the disadvantages in your life, uh? God is working behind the scenes. If only your eyes could be open, you would see the goodness of God all around you. The goodness of God, all around you. The goodness of God. So, the Jewish Christians who were preaching out of envy wanted to challenge Paul. They were preaching the gospel, which Paul wanted to do to the glory of the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's go to Romans chapter 15, verse 4 quickly. Romans chapter 15, verse 4. For whatever things were written before were written for our learning that we through the patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Hallelujah. The things that have you see in the Bible all the characters we love are the ones who were disadvantaged. All the characters we love they were the ones who were disappointed. They were the ones who were mistreated. They were the ones who went through a lot of trials. And all of that is to encourage us. The thing you are going through is an encouragement to somebody at that moment, presently, and afterwards. If somebody would know that I missed all these things that are happening, You could still serve the Lord. You could still worship the Lord. It is an encouragement to them. And afterwards, if you come out well, it will even be a bigger encouragement to them. So, you see, the disadvantage itself, you yourself, is an encouragement. Because sometimes you go to the Lord and be crying and be crying. Is drawing you even closer to the Lord, more and more. Hallelujah. So, we are encouraged by the things uh, that happen to others, or that others are encouraged by the things, the disadvantages that we face in our lives. Mm. And just like um, the, the the Daniel and his friends. Uh, that came through them in fire. Uh, and when they came out, look, of all people, began to worship the Lord. I don't know what your situation will cause somebody to do, but I pray that our disadvantages will cause people to love the Lord. It will cause people to praise the Lord. It will bring some energy and force in some people to love the Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus, the last one that we close. God will send help to you by His Spirit. God will send help to you by His Spirit. Now let's go to the verse nineteen. <coughs> God will send help to you by His Spirit. The verse nineteen is says, "For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit." of Jesus Christ hallelujah through your prayer and the supply of the spirit of Jesus Christ now whenever you are disadvantaged whenever you go through any anything that is not good or anything you didn't wish for God sends his help to you God sends Let's go to Psalm 46. This one, we'll just read. Yeah. Maybe some and then we'll go. Psalm 46, verse 1. We'll read. Uh-huh. To maybe verse 5 or 6. Let's go. Alright. Psalm 46, verse 1. It says, Hear my voice, O God, in my... Psalm 46, not 64. Sorry. Huh? I think you projected 64. 46. Hallelujah. God is our refuge and strength. A very present help. A very present help in trouble. It's not a future help. As I was there, like, oh, God will help. He will come. God will come. No, He's there. He's with you. If only our eyes could be opened. Even the fact that you have the strength to go through. Remember the scripture. Very present. Very, very present help. In your trouble. Very present. Verse 2, let's go. Verse 2. Therefore, we will not fear. Even though the earth be removed. And though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. Ha. You are there and things are going on. (laughs) the mountains are moving hey (laughs) I'm sure you'll be running away recently in Ghana there was a small earthquake (laughs) come and see people are giving their lives to Christ (laughs) (laughs) earthquake and you are not moved of human being are you? What a shock. Ah, let's go there. The us do. Hey! The earth has been removed though. It's not like it has been divided. <laughs> you see, sometimes you think that the Bible is true. It's true. It's not like the, the Bible is trying to imagine things. <laughs> they are real. Somebody has So, ah, the the things in the Bible, are they really real? (laughs)
4: They
2: look like stories that are novels, uh, fiction. No, 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 no. There's no fiction in the Bible. I beg. Tell somebody there's no fiction in the Bible. Write write in there. Uh, The Bible is not fiction. I beg you. Even though the earth be removed, the mountains be carried. Do you know how heavy a mountain is? mountain is to be carried into the midst of the sea. Uh? all right, let's go. These are about well, they are representatives of things that are beyond us. Okay, they are not really not like the earth will, will move. Yeah, it's not literal. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> all right, but the worst of the situations that could happen, the worst of the situations that could happen. Though its waters roll and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling. There is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God. Paul in prison. He was joyful. You can read Philippians, Colossians, Ephesians, and you can see. He's encouraging them. (laughs) He's glad. What is making him glad? Why? A very, a very, a very, Let's go. There is a river whose stream shall make glad the city of God. The holy place of the tabernacle of the most high. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her. Just at the break of dawn. Just at the break of dawn. If you could only trust him to see the break of dawn. You could only trust him. Not that he's gonna come, he's there. What I'm going through, he is there with me. The pains I have in my body, he is there with me. The future that is uncertain, he is there with me. The disappointment that I have had, he is there with me, a very present, a very Daniel was put in the lion's den. God didn't come to save He was there. Presently, present, present. He was there. To the shock of all. Not one, one, <laughs> not even a hair fell down. But when we threw the others inside, come and see. That's the difference. What you are going through, if we are supposed to put somebody there, Lions will chop him like a. <laughs> <laughs> no mercy. <laughs> no mercy. And, and look at Daniel and his three friends. In the fire, there was Nebuchadnezzar said what there was somebody who looked like what a son of God. Very present, very present, very present. I remember. Some time ago, sent me I was supposed to go to uh, Marrakes and Agadi, and I went to get a car and I went to Marrakes. We had a party Christmas party years ago, maybe five I don't know maybe four. yeah five years or six I don't know. oh no, four or five or three any of them so we finished uh, we went to Agadi I took some people from. I took the girls who were dancing to go to Agadi. We had a nice Holy Spirit entertaining (laughs) all of you put together. (laughs) Uh, We were coming back at night because I wanted them to come. We were having I think Bible school or summer class, one of them. I wanted them to come and benefit. So I was bringing them. One of them was preparing for exam, so she was studying while I was driving. So we got in the middle of the road, in the middle of nowhere, I didn't know my parents. But we are close to Sittat, huh? village somewhere. You don't even see buildings around there. Uh. Village, No buildings around. Ah, and then the car started. <laughs> I said, no, 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 this is not true. <laughs> this is not true. At dawn, at dawn at dawn. This is not true. Ah, we pushed. Hey, the car stopped. The girl said, Brother Kusi, what can we do? I was the only guy. Eh? They said, should we go and push? I said, hey, I beg you. You want to go out at this time? They said, no, let us push. maybe." So the girls went out. I was even crying for them. And they were pushing the car. Pushing the car. But we didn't see any progress. So I told them, come and sit inside sat inside I said what can I do I called Pastor Salam I'm sure he, he was enjoying life I don't know that but <laughs> I'm sure he was sleeping <laughs> I called, I called um, a certain man I know yeah a very good friend he's now in, in Ghana I called him because he he was he knew something about car and all that ah he was also sleeping so I I the girls were also there asking questions. So, what is wrong? What could be wrong? I said, "Let's be quiet. Let's 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 just <laughs> let's just try and see what is going on." So, I, I said a prayer Whilst I was inside. I said a prayer because you see, our first reaction, I called Pastor Lamty. I called somebody because we want people to uh, help. But I remember God said, "Ah, so what about me?" <coughs> I put my head on the steering wheel and I prayed. And then, an idea came. Come out and stand. A black man standing by a car with girls inside. Uh, if you don't take it, somebody will come and pick you to go to prison. I will stop in them. Please, please, my car has them. I don't even know if they stop, what would they do? I don't know. So I kept, and nobody stopped. I kept doing it. While I was about to go inside, I heard a voice, go and do it. So I did it and somebody stopped. They came out and said, ah, What is wrong? They checked and they said, It might be the petrol or the diesel. I w- it was using diesel. So let's go and fill in. But the gas station or petrol station is, I was on this side and it's the auto route. And it was on the other side. And there's no bridge. I had to walk. And I can't carry the car. And in Morocco, you can't buy, <laughs> you can't buy diesel in a, fan, uh, in a bottle. It's not possible. So they told me I should sit in their car and then we should go there. They will talk to them. So I sat in the car. They drove me to the other side. We crossed the bridge. We went to the other side. Then they, I bought a diesel. And then they talked with the man. We had to pay extra. So we paid extra. They, they gave it to us. And then he talked to somebody and said, hey, this is my guy. He's going to the other side. Because if I were to walk, it can take me one hour. So he told him, please, he's going to the other side. So can you take him and go? So the guy said, oh, I'll be glad. I had left the girls inside. I was still praying for them. <laughs> <laughs> eh? So they, the man took me in his car and we went. So when we got to where the car was, he didn't stop. Uh, he didn't leave me there. He said, let me come and help you. So he came. And then we crossed to the other side. And he put in the diesel. He went to sp- spark the car. But it couldn't start. I thought he was going to leave. He stayed there. And he said, what can we do? He tried to check everything. And now it was getting um, clear. The, the darkness was going. It was about um, 6 a.m., 7 a.m. So he stood by me. And whilst we were thinking, somebody came, an old man. I believe he's an angel. An old man came. And he was talking because he couldn't speak French. And I didn't know what they were saying. So he talked with a man. And the man came to tell me, he said he knows somebody who can fix the car. So, he, within some few minutes, he brought somebody. And they fixed the car. And then the car started. And we were so joyful. And we thanked the man. And do you know how much I paid? I paid 100 times less. I paid about, I told him I don't have money. All that I have was like 100 RM. He said, Oh, yes, give it to me. I gave it to him. Meanwhile, if I were to send it somewhere or they were to tour or anything, from there to here, thousands of drums. Hallelujah. I was shocked that in the midst of the disadvantage, a very present help. God used different people. People I have never met before. Helping me like they know me. Only God can do that. I, I saw God now, when I came back, I came to see Pastor. I told him everything. I was supposed to send the car back. I sent the car back. And whilst I was parking, the car hit another car. And then one man stood up. Hey, hey, don't go. <laughs> we have to seize you. <laughs> now, the owner of the car came. And the guy went to me and said, Look at what he has done. Look, look. The man came walking majestically. Rich man. Saw it. Young man, you are free to go. The guy said, What maybe he wanted to get the money? I don't know. The man said, You are free to go. Go. A very present help. A very I've seen this so many times in my life. Very present help. In time of trouble. So let me just conclude. Let's go to the verse 20 the verse 20 quickly. It's not a point, it's a conclusion. Verse 20. Philippians chapter 1, verse 20. thank you, Lord Jesus. According to my earnest expectation and hope, that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ will be magnified in my body. Whether by life or by death. Now, if, if you read down, you'll see that he's talking about life and death. But God delivered him from the prison. Uh, he was set free, but later on he was put back into prison, excuse me, and he was beheaded. But it wasn't this this one. So Paul is saying the first phrase according to my earnest expectation and hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed that has been my story I always tell myself (coughs) it's a scripture Romans chapter 10 verse 11 let's look at it Romans chapter 10 verse 11 quickly Romans chapter 10 verse 11 for the scripture says whoever believes on him will not be put to shame whoever believes on him will not be put to shame Paul had this expectancy he had this hope that hey whatever happens I'm not going to be put to shame whatever happens no no I'm not going to be put to shame if God is my present help if God is with me, if God is fighting this battle for me, I will not be put to shame. I don't know whether you have given up or you easily give up in the situation you go through or circumstances you find yourself. <coughs> but there are two key, key things that you have to hold on to. Be expectant. Have this hope. God, that is what faith even has to build on. Be expectant. Have this hope that you are not going to be put to shame. Hallelujah. And the prayer, eh? Paul was also counting on their prayers. eh? And keep praying. Don't give up. Keep praying. I remember Many of you have said it before, but when I I went to (coughs) India and I was coming back at the airport and I didn't send my car to zoo and they were going to, they told me I can't come back to Morocco and I didn't have money on me. (coughs) I only had 50 rupees, which is like 10 dirham. (laughs) Lord, I'm missing (laughs) it. They said, no, they're not going to allow me to go in. That I should prove that I stay in Morocco. So to cut the long story short, I was just so expectant. And I was hopeful that no matter what, I will never be put to say, based on this scripture, I will not be put to save. And I, I, I th- this is my thought pattern think that way, I will not be put to say, no. 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 So they carried me like a prisoner. And they, they were taking me out of the airport. I should go back. So while they were carrying me to go, a message came. Take the young man the flight and those who were carrying me the enemies (laughs) they were the ones who held my back and became my servants they put it there and they were the ones who stood in front of me to go through protocol and i was walking the first time in my my life i walked like a president even though i was running (laughs) because i was afraid (laughs) i was asking what if the, the flight takes off because i was late time for the flight was over. So I was walking. My sister, but I was running like this. <laughs> yeah. So we would get there. You see how you, you, you're at the airport. You have to go through a queue and all that. I was just walking through like that. <laughs> I went through, went through, and then I went to the embankment. And they were standing there, literally, with a boss, And they were clapping. were saying, I'm lucky. And I said, I am blessed. Hallelujah. And I said, my God will not put me to shame. I went to the flight, and they were like, what? We are not waiting for a celebrity. We are waiting for this small young boy. (laughs) The flight had delayed. It had delayed about five minutes and over. Just because of me. Not me. The one in me. The thing that was supposed to be to my disadvantage. Whilst I was going, I was thinking, (laughs) what am I going to do? I don't have any friends there. Who am I going to call? What am I going to do? Am I going to be like the beggars at the airports? I knew just like Paul while I was in prison. My God will not put me to shame. My God will not put me to shame. I know this will turn out to my deliverance. These are the things you are supposed to be saying. You know we've been we've been taught wrong by maybe our parents or I don't know how we're growing up. No. Don't expect the bad to happen. No. serve a good God in the midst of disadvantage. Everything around us if we could see his advantages. And Paul wanted to change the mentality of the Philippians. Don't see evil but see good out of evil. And I want you to know that the things Which happened to me, turn out for the furtherance of the gospel. Everything that will happen to you, it is for the furtherance of the gospel. As Pastor Lamte will say, the kingdom of God will push forward, and the kingdom of darkness will push backwards. The kingdom of God progresses. So you will see God's, God working in you. His work in you continues. His plan for you still stands. You will see that others will be encouraged. And then you will see that he will send help. Help. Not after. No. Now. Now that you are in it. Help. Help. It's not that help is coming. Like you call 911 and help is coming. No! Help is there. You don't, don't you want this? to conclude let's be expectant let's be hopeful that he will not put us to shame hallelujah sorry rise up and let's pray through it all Trusting God through
3: it all, through it all. trusting god me down, for the last time you never, you never gonna let, you never gonna let me down. You are good, you are good, so good, so good, oh, you are, you are good, so good, you're good, so good. Life, you are being
4: there full
3: all my life you are being so so good every breath every breath that I am able oh, I will sing all that goodness God, oh, I will sing of the goodness of God all my life, yeah, and all my life you have been faithful, yeah, all my life, and all my life you have been so faithful. So good, every breath, every breath that I am made. Oh, I will sing of that goodness of God. I will sing of that goodness. So good.
2: In the midst of this disadvantage, Lord,
3: God. I will sing of your goodness. So good. So good to me, God. Hey, you are so good. So good. You are so good. Hey. With all your heart, God, you are so good. God, you're so good. I'll sing of your goodness. I'll only see your goodness. God, you're so good. You're so good to me. God, and you are so good, so good so good to God you are so kind God you are so kind
2: ah what have I done to deserve this love
3: God you're so kind your kindness ah I don't deserve you are so kind to me God Oh, you are so kind, you are so kind. advantage Lord. Perfect in all of your ways. So perfect. You are perfect in all of your words to me. You are perfect. You are perfect. You are perfect in all of your ways. I know this is turning out for my cool. In all love, your ways. You're not wasting my time, Lord. Perfect in all love, your ways. Too. you. Nothing shall separate us from his love. Who I am. who I am. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. To me, you are perfect, you are perfect, perfect in all of your ways. So perfect. Ah, Every work of yours is good, Lord. You are perfect in all of your ways. To me, sing it again. You are perfect in all of your ways. To me perfect in all love your ways this is working for my goal love your way so perfect you are perfect in all love your ways advantage. May I sing this Lord. You are and I'm loved by you. It's who
2: I am. This is my declaration. I'm sure this is what Paul was singing while I was in prison.
3: Ah. Good, good father. It's who you are. Even in the midst of this. Who you are, she God will open our eyes to see his goodness all around us. His goodness. His
2: goodness. He's working in us. He's working in us. He's using the good, the bad, the ugly, the worse. He's using all of that to, to work his plan in our lives. To push his kingdom forward
3: in our hearts. To progress the gospel. To
2: advance the gospel. He's using everything the devil is throwing at us to work together for our good. Father, may you open our eyes to see your goodness. May may you open our eyes to see how good you are. May you open our eyes to the neglect of the disadvantages, to the clarity of the goodness, to the clarity of the advantages. May you open our eyes, Lord, that we will see that this is for our good. That we will see that this is still your purpose. That in the midst of this, you are working something for us. Oh, you are working something for us. And not just for us, but to the world. But to somebody out there who doesn't know you. Subolobasiana Hanegesko Sufrahanske. Liaska Zavahan Projosumbrehen Greenski. Into sun talabrahanegre Singras. Kriaska Safronto Pronto Kuprendis. Biryaska Ziende Katunta Kapaliende Kaduske. Zegreyanuska Zimra Nebre Enuske. May we see how good you are. May we see how good you are. May we see how good we are. Father, today may you shift the mentality of somebody out there that has built this old test in his mind against you. He is hurt because of what happened the other time. But today may his eyes be opened. I pray the prayer of Elisha to a servant. I pray that prayer that Lord, somebody out there will have his eyes opened. That will see your goodness. We'll see your kindness. We'll see your greatness in the name of the Lord Jesus and my final prayer I want you to just pray that may you always be expectant may we have this hope in God may we have this trust we easily give up look at Job we easily give up because the devil wants you to deny God the devil wants you to just put God aside we learned there last week from Psalm 14 verse 1 that it is a fool who says there is no God who told you God is God is not in the midst of what you're going through Who told you that it is a fool who says there is there is no existence of God he exists in that situation and if we could only try can we pray for expectancy can we pray for hope can we pray that we will hope in God we will have this expectancy in God we will expect God this virus that is around we are still expecting God we will we are have this hope in the Lord that it will be taken away. That God will use it to work something out. I don't know how things are going to go, but I believe His kingdom is going to advance more and more and more. Father, may we have this expectancy. May we have this hope. Also that we will not be ashamed. No, that church will not be ashamed. No, that sex will not be ashamed. No. Christians will not be ashamed. We will not be put to shame. No, we will not be put to shame. No, 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 no. The church will not be put to shame. We believe. We have this hope. We, we are expecting you, Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray, Father. We we thank you so much. We thank you so much. Paul was only seeing goodness, goodness, good things, good things. He said, I want you to know that the things that happened to me, they turn out that the gospel could be furthered, the furtherance of the gospel. Father, I pray that the things that happen to us, the things that are happening to us, it will advance the gospel. Put together, it will further the gospel. It will push the kingdom of God ahead. It will push us towards the kingdom. It will push us towards you. Father, I pray that things that are happening to us, that we will see your hand in it. Not just afterwards, but in it, in the midst of it, presently. May we see your hand. Father, I pray that you open our eyes from today. Whatever that will happen, Lord. Open our eyes to see the goodness. We don't deny the disadvantages, but we acknowledge the goodness. Shift our mentalities. May we acknowledge, may we magnify Christ in that situation. We can't have all the understanding, but we can have all the trust we can have all the hope. The devil cannot steal our hope. He cannot steal our expectancy. He will bring thoughts to us that we know we don't understand. We don't have all the understanding. But we will keep believing. The scripture says, he who believes in him will not be put to shame. And Father, as we believe in you, may we not be put to shame. Father, I pray may we receive a lot of testimonies of how the things that happen to us has encouraged people, has caused confidence, boldness to arise in the heart of somebody. It's saving souls. It's bringing people nearer to you. The things that happen to us are encouraging people. And Father, we pray that the things that happen to us things that we are going through. The things that are so difficult that we don't know how to come out of it. The things that we don't find our way out. That we don't see how to come out of it. You are sending help. And not that you, will, you, you are sending or you will send it, but you are the very present help. May we know. May we know this. May we know this the very present help from today may we never think that oh you will send help, no no no, may we see the help you are sending, oh you are you have already sent, may we see the angel of the Lord that is guarding us, may we see it the, the confidence that we have to go through, the strength, the joy the peace may we see all of it and may we glorify you for that that is why James said, count it all joy when we go through trials. Because if ever you've never felt the presence of God, it is rather in your trouble that you will feel God really, really, really present. Yeah. On the normal day, you are busy going, "Ah," you will not feel God. But the moment you go through trial, that is when God becomes ever present. Ever present. From today, may we see that. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. I don't know, Lord, but may You just minister to people all over, all over. Father, the healing somebody is waiting for me. That person know the healing is there, mm. presently, there. The prayer request that has been risen above. May the person know it is there. The answer is there. The answer is there. Open our eyes to see the answer. But at the church, we are praying to see souls. We are praying to see the church progress, advance. We are not waiting. We are seeing it now. 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 And we will give testimonies for the hearts you are transforming, for the people you are drawing closer. We are not going to wait for a bigger thing. Now! We will give you thanks. Now. And from today, we we have a habit of thanking you now. Now. Not to wait now. Now. Because you are working now. You are working now in the hearts of men. You are working now. Even that is advantage. There are advantages all around. All around. Father, I pray for the centers that are watching. I pray for city Lord. I woke up and I saw people who were so far away from you and all over. But at the same time, Lord, you are drawing people to you. And Father, for that we are grateful. We want to thank you for the people you are drawing close to you. Within this pandemic, we thank you for drawing some people close to you. We thank you that people have been stayed glued. To you, even during this time. That you have used this time to build your church. And for that we are grateful. And we are expectant and hopeful to see you do greater things. Greater things in our lives. Father, may you continue to grant grace to the pastors. Grace to the pastors. May they not feel that the workload is heavy. No! No! You are our very present help in our heaviness. May we feel that, Lord, that you are helping us. We are not in this alone. You are helping us. You are helping us. You are helping us. We are expecting more to come, but the ones we are seeing who are working, they are giving their all. We are grateful for that. We thank you for that. Father, we just want to say thank you again. And may a spirit of thanksgiving be risen above, be risen above FCI. The spirit of thanksgiving, spirit of thanksgiving, that when we gather, we will just be thanking you. We will just be praising you. We will just be glorifying you. We we want Talk about that the disadvantages. No, we will sit down to thank you. We will sit down to praise you. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Hallelujah. Can you give a big clap of freedom unto the Lord?
1: Hallelujah. 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 Put us together again. Wow. What a rich food. Rich message we've received. We are so blessed. I'm so so blessed. I don't know about you. I'm just so blessed. I believe you are really blessed. But I could see God bless you. So it's a powerful message, very powerful. Um, I think I needed to be preached to. Yeah. And I think I need more preaching. Yeah. <laughs> I now see what you have been enjoying all this while. I feel like also sitting now for some time. Yeah. Amen.
0: We believe you have been blessed by today's message. Connect with Pastor Elliot Slamte on our Facebook page, Family of Champions International Ministries, and join our service live each and every Sunday on Facebook. Now we commit you to God and the word of His grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. Stay blessed.